children are here again they are here again dear children are here again we are lovers are here again we are children are here again we've come to draw Yeah! 
Never be tired of drawing from you, Jesus. As we get full, you empty us and you fill us again and again and again and again. And that's why we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. 
Shalom, 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 evening people of God. God bless you. Now I see God bless you. I believe you are all doing well. All right. My son, the eagle son, God bless you. How are you doing? Oh, I've missed you, pal. Let me see you tomorrow, okay? Reverend Frank, God bless you. All right, God bless everybody. I'm so excited to have all of you here this evening. I believe that the Lord God Almighty will release His grace and favor upon us this evening in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Right now, wherever you are, you want to tap the share button and invite your friends and loved ones. You want to tell them that the Lord God Almighty has summoned all of us before His glorious presence, even to release out of His Spirit breath that will cause us to be energized to come to the level of his glory hallelujah invite all of them invite all of them tell them peter said from who should we go to once we move from your side because thou hast the bread of life Thou hast the word of life, for which we have partaken of. You want to tap the share button, invite everybody. Invite your pastor, invite your resident pastor, invite your prophet, invite everybody, your deacon, deaconesses. Tell them that the Lord is pouring out the waters of truth even on his people and we really need to come and be washed even by the waters of the truth of god hallelujah hallelujah all right keep sharing keep sharing keep sharing keep sharing share the link to your pastor make it look like it is a mistake <laughs> and let him join All right, we bless God. We are praying. Eternal Father, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. Behind you, there is no God. For thou made us and has called us on a journey even to you again. We pray, Lord Jesus, that your strength will be upon us. We ask, O oh God, that anything that has covered our eyes from beholding the reality of your truth, let it be taken out of our eyes. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we pray for empowerment. We pray that your mighty hand will lift us even from obscure darkness, even to a place of your glorious light. In the name of the Lord Jesus, mighty God, have mercy upon us this evening. 
and unfold unto our very eyes the depth of your kingdom truth that we shall be lifted even into the places of glory in the spirit in the mighty name of the lord jesus we know that this is another moment where you will teach us even deeper things in your word that we will move out of the path of the evil one and walk with divine speed even on the path of christ we exalt you thank you for this evening help us O lord to throw away anything we have taken as our own that does not belong to our destiny that with our hands we will take unto ourselves that which you have purposed for us we give you all the praise and all the glory in jesus precious mighty name amen hallelujah my god my god my god glory to jesus glory to jesus glory to jesus amen all right i want to welcome all of you to this evening's session of the prophetic training and by the special grace of god we are here to receive divine truths even from the glorious realms of god's word hallelujah and i know strongly and i believe also that before the end of this evening's meeting you will be so energized by the spirit of the lord even to know that which is the truth in god's word hallelujah may the lord help us in jesus mighty name glory 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 all right we are still on our journey and studying the journey to god but this evening i wanted to um, help all of us by pausing the sermon or let me say the series um dubbed the journey to god and talk about something that has become a big problem in our christian sect and i know that the lord will show us mercy and and grant us the ability to understand that which he has purposed for us and it is called christmas 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 people will say christ mass christ mass may the lord help us and keep all of us strong in the name of jesus hallelujah thank you holy spirit All right. We bless God. Now, I want to ask a question. Is there any word like Christmas in the Bible? Is there any word like Christmas in the Bible? Is there any word like Easter in the Bible? 
So why do we celebrate it? Why do we celebrate it? Why do we celebrate it? The first thing I'm going to help all of us to understand, I will start by saying this. Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, was not born on the 25th of December. Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, was not born on the 25th of December. And I'm going to show you the reason why I'm saying that. Are you following? Alright. So if Jesus was not born on the 25th of December and we are celebrating on the 25th of December, the question is who actually are we celebrating? And I want to be very plain with you that if you go to places like the United States of America, Christmas is not about Christ. There are some, in fact, some of the people in America, Christmas is not about Christ. It is about a personality called Father Christmas. And his name that they gave him is Santa Claus in America. Santa Claus. I don't want to go into anything right now. What I want to say right now is to prove to you that Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. Now, One of the things I want all of you to know, I believe you can all hear me, please. Good. Now, the word of God told us in the book of Exodus chapter 12, Exodus chapter 12, when God appeared to Moses, Exodus chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, God appeared to Moses. By then, the children of Israel were in captivity in Egypt. And God appeared to Moses and said to Moses, the very day God appeared to Moses, God said something to Moses. Listen to what God said. The Bible said, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This man shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you this month shall be the beginning of months now understand that whilst they were in egypt the egyptians also had their own calendar and according to the calendar of the egyptians at the exact moment when god appeared to moses to speak to him and aaron Choosing that month they were in as the first month of the year, they were actually around a different month according to the Egyptian calendar, 
which was not the first month of the Egyptian calendar. Are you following? Good. Now, the word of God said, so now, the first month of the year that God actually chose for the children of Israel actually started when they were in captivity. When God prepared them to leave Egypt, even to the promised land, that was when God said, right now as I'm speaking to you, this is going to be the beginning of the months for you. I don't care whether it is the 11th month according to the Egyptian calendar. I don't care whether it is the 10th month. I am saying it is going to be the first month of the year for you. And that month is known as the month of Nisan. Let's read something from the book of Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 1. Okay. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 1. Nehemiah. We have a lot of scriptures to bring out this evening. So let us be very, very quick. Good. The Bible said, And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes. Now, if you look at the word Nisan, it is actually the first month of the year. The first month of the year. Let me make it more clear to you in the book of Esther chapter 3 verse 7. Esther chapter 3 verse 7. Esther chapter 3 verse 7. Listen to what the Bible said. The Bible said, In the first month, which is the month of Nisan. Are you getting it now? In the first month, which is the month of Nisan. Now, if you check the word Nisan, it is actually linked to our calendar here as the month of April. April. So there are certain versions that will actually point it out. So according to the calendar that God gave to Moses, when he and the whole children of Israel were in captivity, he said, this is the first month. So listen, according to God, the first month of the year is actually the month of April. Now follow me. We are going somewhere. Mm. If the first month of the year is the month of April, then you would have to understand that if you follow gradually according to the calendar that God gave to the children of Israel, you will now know the exact moment where Jesus was born. Now, let's go to what the Bible said about the birth of Jesus Christ. For you to understand when Jesus was born, you have to listen to what the Word of God said about the birth of John the Baptist. Because John the Baptist was actually the one that was supposed to come and prepare the way for the Lord Jesus. And when we read the book of Luke chapter 1, 
The Bible makes it clear about how John the Baptist was born. Are you following? Now, so the word of God told us in the book of Luke chapter 1 that a certain priest of the children of Israel by name Zechariah, this man was a priest. And the word of God said, this man married a woman by name Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was barren. And Elizabeth was barren. And the one day the man was sacrificing incense unto God on the altar of incense. Once he was burning the incense unto God, the word of the Lord said, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. And the angel told him that your wife is going to conceive and she is going to bear a son. And the name of your son is going to be John because he is the one that will come in the spirit and power of Elijah. And when he comes, he will connect the heart of the fathers to the children and that of the children to the fathers. The Bible says, Zechariah the priest doubted and because he doubted the word of God told us that the angel told him that because you have doubted you will never speak nor hear until your child is born and immediately the man went deaf and dumb and when that happened that was the season where Elizabeth the wife of Zechariah got pregnant now after the angel did that the word of god says something in the book of luke chapter 1 verse 26 let's read from that point luke chapter 1 verse 26 now in the sixth month the angel gabriel was sent by god to a city of galilee named nazareth now let's pause here and listen to something which month did the angel Go to the city of Galilee named Nazareth. Which month? According to this scripture. The sixth month. Now I told you that the first, the first month is called what? Which month? It's Nisan. And when you correspond Nisan to the, um, the normal Gregorian calendar that we have, which, which month is it? It's the month of April. Are you following? Now let's check the sixth month. The word of God. And in the sixth month, and the sixth month actually is the month September. Hmm. So according to the calendar that God gave to the children of Israel, the sixth month, that means that now this is if the sixth month was when the angel appeared to Mary, listen to what the angel will say. Listen to what the angel will say to Mary. Are you all following? Good. Now, the, the angel has appeared. The angel has appeared to Mary in the sixth month. We have to know the month that he appeared to Zechariah for John the Baptist to be conceived. Are you following? Once we get to know, we will be able to calculate. 
So now let's do something here. The word of God said, and in this now in the statement of her pregnancy, in the statement of whose pregnancy. Aha, I want to know if people are catching it. In the statement of Elizabeth's pregnancy. So you listen to what will happen. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, verse 27, to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Verse 28, the angel came to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Verse 29, startled by the statement, she tried to figure out what his greeting meant. Verse 30, then the angel told her, Stop being afraid, Mary, because you have found favor with God. Verse 31, listen, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus. Verse 32, he will be great and will be called the son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. Verse 33, he will rule over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will never end. Verse 34, Mary asked the angel, how can this happen since I have not had relations with a man? Verse 35, the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come over you and the power of the Most High will surround you. Therefore, the child, therefore the child will be holy and will be called the Son of God. Verse 36, and listen, Elizabeth, now focus on this side, and listen, Elizabeth, your relative, has has herself conceived a son in her old age. This woman who was rumored to be barren is in her sixth month. Now follow. So you see, the angel was telling Mary that as I am standing with you here in this sixth month, Elizabeth is also in her sixth month of pregnancy. So if Elizabeth is in her sixth month of pregnancy, in the very sixth month, which is actually September, then when did Elizabeth conceive John the Baptist? We are doing calculations here. April, which is actually the first month. Now you let's forget about John the Baptist. That means that it was in September that Jesus was conceived. So if Jesus was conceived in September, the sixth month when the angel appeared to her, how come he was born in December? How come? Now let's calculate from September and see the month that will fall for Jesus to be born. So now, we are counting nine months from September. Are you following? <laughs> oh, glory to Jesus. If you count nine months from September, which month are you actually going to get? Including the month September.
Are, are you catching it? So September, October, November, December. So if you are celebrating something called Christmas and you think it is the birth of Jesus and it is in December, at that time Jesus was actually four months in the mother's womb. Four months in the mother's womb. So it was actually in May that Jesus was born. So that alone has destroyed all those fallacies. Just this one alone. Just this short calculation. <laughs> so the question is, who fixed that day? 25th of December as the birth of Jesus Christ. If we know the person that fixed that date, we would know the reason why the person fixed 25th December as the birthday of Christ. Then we will know the intention. Are you following? We just read it from the book of Luke. In the sixth month, the angel appeared, and we know the sixth month. I'm going to those of you who are on the WhatsApp page and on the Telegram page. I'm going to um, post a certain picture. The picture actually is the biblical calendar, as we have the calendar, the the months in Hebrew and in English and in Chi, and the scriptures that actually prove that these are the months. I'm going to. Um, send the picture to the WhatsApp page and also on the Telegram page so that those of you who want to follow can really follow. Are you following? Good. Hmm. <laughs> the devil is in trouble, my God. All right. Okay. Are you following? Now let's move forward. I'm about to take you back into history and I'm going to bring out a lot of scriptures and um, some few historical backgrounds for us to get much more understanding into these things. Let me tell you, <laughs> you, you, as you are here, you came to meet Christianity and understand that Christianity did not start in Ghana. Put that at the back of your mind. You have to go back to where Christianity started. Then you have to know how Christianity started and how it was to be celebrated. Before we go into that, let us go to the spirit realm small. Can we? Good. Now, listen to this. 
in the dark world, in the realm of the satanic world, in the, in the dark world, in the kingdom of darkness, there is what they call Sabbath. S-A-B-B-A-T-H. Sabbath. Just as the seventh day was a Sabbath, it was a day of rest. When you go to the kingdom of darkness, they also have Sabbath. Now, the Sabbath of the kingdom of darkness, they, we, have, we call them eight Sabbaths. The, the kingdom of darkness has eight Sabbath moments. And those are not Sabbath days as if you pick one day. No. So deep, when you go deep into these dark world studies, you will know that there are moments where these witches, these occultic people, all those demonic beings, there are moments where they celebrate the Sabbath. They have eight Sabbaths in the kingdom of darkness. And they call it the weekend calendar. It is in every year. The weekend. W-I-C-C-A-N. The weekend calendar. Another word for weekend is the word pagan. Now, this calendar is what they all follow. I wish we could all be seeing it. I have to post it on the um, WhatsApp page now so that you can all see. May the Lord help us. All right. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Good. It is called the weekend calendar. Now, this weekend calendar contains the eight Sabbaths that the demonic kingdom celebrates in the whole year. Now, follow me. The first Sabbath the first sabbath that they celebrate is called the samhain the samhain the samhain sabbath and they celebrate it on the 31st of october now when you hear 31st of october what comes to your mind especially those of you in the u.s halloween Halloween. So it is actually Halloween is a certain sabbatical cycle in the kingdom of darkness that celebrates dead spirits. So people that were living with us that are dead, this occultic kingdom believe. 
that on that moment of 31st of October, the realm where these ghosts dwell and the realm of the natural, that which separates that realm has become so thin to the extent that the ghost can now permeate through that thin layer and appear among us and live with us. That is why on, th on that day, they dress like ghosts. It is a symbol that the ghost can now come and be with us. So there are moments where people whose um, loved ones are dead, they will put candles in front of their doors. That is going to be a sign that you are they are welcoming these dead beings to their house. And on that day, a lot of things happen. 31st of October. Now, moving to the clockwise direction, the second Sabbath that they celebrate is called the Yule. Yule. Y-U-L-E. Have you heard of that word before? Yule. How many of us have heard of Yule before? Yuletide. Yuletide means the time of Yule. And most of the Christmas songs that some of you have listened to, they mention you. In, in fact, they call Christmas season. Christmas is actually called Yuletide. Yule. Now, we are about to go deep into what Yule is, what Yuletide is, and all these things. Then we'll bring it back to the 25th. Now, if you look at the picture I sent to you, you will see that they have written something like, Yule, 21st December, winter solstice. I mean, can you see that? Yule, 21st of December, winter solstice. Now, when we, when we talk about solstice, what does it mean? Let me break things down for you to understand. Now, in the kingdom of darkness, in fact, it is there. It is believed that there are moments where the sun will actually shift itself from its equator. That means that it will shift itself from its balance a little bit. And because of that, it will, it will move a little far away from the earth. Making the earth dark. And that is what brings forth what we call the shorter days and longer nights. So the, the, the night hours will increase and the hours of the day will decrease. So when you wake up in the morning, it looks like it is so quick, then the night comes. But when you sleep in the night, you don't quickly get into morning. It means that the night has become long and the day has become short. Are you following? It is called solstice. That is what it means. 
now and in the period where the sun is withdrawn from its equator it means the sun does not shine more that means that darkness will rule more do you know that actually we are in that season good let me take my time and break things down for you and let me give you one thing before we we, we go in deep into that one now that is the reason why 12 a.m to 3 a.m is a very deep time in the spirit and if you are very 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 sensitive and spiritual you will have understanding about that you can't be sleeping within this period because it is in it is around 12 am that thick darkness starts then it grows into thick and thick and thick and thick so 3 am actually is the time where darkness hits its peak in the spirit and understand that this lucifer guy is actually the king of darkness so he works more within this period Now, in the moment when the sun withdraws from its equator for darkness to be long, that is the period where witches meet. It is a period of Sabbath. Now, most of the kingdoms that came before our kingdom manifested most of them worshipped the sun god the sun god so the moment where the sun withdraws from its equator to the extent that thick darkness covers everywhere and the darkness actually is prolonged they call it that the sun god is dead So once the sun god dies, they are actually celebrating a Sabbath, waiting for his rebirth. And the moment the sun god is reborn, that day that he will be reborn is going to be his birthday. Then they will celebrate. Now, understand that Yule is a period. <laughs> I'm going to take my time and go into because the, the sun god, when you go to many countries, they have different names, and in many kingdoms, they have different names for him. Yeah, so I'll touch on the, the one that we are actually celebrating on the 25th of December. Now, so Yule is actually a celebration in paganism. And that celebration, a lot of things happen in that celebration. Because in the moment where the sun moves away, so the when the sun moves away, the darkness is actually celebrated from the 17th 
of December to the 24th of December. That is the period of the withdrawing of the sun. But when the sun, when the date hits 21st December, it means darkness has hit its greatest peak. It is like 3 a.m. in the night. Then from 3 1, 3 2, 3 5, the darkness begins to spread for light to show up gradually. So from the 22nd of December, they see that the sun is now trying to gain access. So darkness will be fading out gradually. But on the 25th of December, that is when the sun is actually reborn. <laughs> so 25th December is actually the birthday of a sun god. And the name of this god is Mitra. Mithras, M-I-T-H-R-A-S. Now follow me. We are going somewhere. We are going. To, we, are, we are not. We are not finished. Though. Take your time. We are now about to go into into it. The Greeks call him Mithras. But when you go to many other kingdoms and empires, they have different names for him. Anderson said, Daddy, it's an app we use here in Qatar. So in Qatar, you have an app called Mithras, right? Okay. I will link this whole thing to Islam one day, but let me take my time. <laughs> now, I want you to know that when you go to almost all the pagan countries, or let me say the countries that are deep into paganism, most of them worship the sun god. And in fact, most of them, when you go there, the name of the sun god differs in every country. But one of the things that is so common among all these gods is that they were born on the same day and they have the same kind of birth. Let me explain. So Mitra is said to be someone that was born by a virgin mother. And the name of Mithra's mother is Maya, M-A-I-A. And the day Mithras was born, the day Mithras was born, wise men came to present gifts to him. Are you, is this, is this thing sounding similar to something you know? Hmm. And I want you to know, That Mitra was born long, 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 many, many years before our Jesus was born. Mitras is said to have been born by a mother who was virgin. And the name of the mother was Maya, M-A-I-A. And let me start mentioning some of the names of the sun gods 
the names of the sun gods who were born on 25th of December. Then you will know why they fixed Jesus on that day. The first one I will tell you is Tammuz. Tammuz. T-A-M-M-U-Z. Tammuz. Now, in the book of Genesis chapter 11, the word of God told us about a certain man. The word of God said, during that period, the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And they decided to build a tower whose top might reach to the heavens so that they would get a name for themselves. And the word of God told us that the one that led them, the one that led the, all the people on the earth to do this abominable act was called Nimrod. 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 Now, Nimrod married a certain woman called Semiramis. Now, the moment Nimrod married the woman, Nimrod died. But when Nimrod died, after a few months, they found out that Semiramis was pregnant. And when they questioned Semiramis, she said the spirit of her husband Nimrod came to overshadow her. And when Semiramis gave birth, she gave birth to a child by name Tammuz. And when Tammuz, immediately Tammuz appeared from the mother's womb, the very day he announced himself, I am the Messiah of the world. Now, Tammuz actually became mighty that all the people of the earth began to worship him. And wherever you go, Tammuz would build a statue. And that statue does not look really like him. But it looks like the first name, the first letter of his name. It looks like a T, but it is not a T. Because the T that you look at it has another mark on top of it, making it look like a cross. And I won't go further with this one. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm confused. Don't be confused. Relax. Don't be confused. Don't be confused. I'm making mention of gods that are known as the sun gods and how they were born and the very date they were born. Now, I want to say this point, but the other time I said it, that Jesus Christ was hung on the cross, but the cross that Jesus was hanged on is not like the cross we have seen. Tammuz was born on the 25th of December and he said he was the Messiah. And his mother was called Maya. And Maya said her, her husband's spirit came to overshadow her and she got pregnant. Doesn't this sound similar to the story of Jesus? As if that was all. We went to Nepal and in Nepal 
another sun god was also born and the name of this sun god is buddha in the year 563 bc on 25th of december when you hear bc normal it means before christ so <laughs> buddha came before our lord jesus christ and buddha was also born by a virgin mother and even the name of buddha's mother is so simple mary Mm. They came before Christ. So when they hear our story that we are also talking about virgin birth, they say, what are you talking about? You have borrowed from our own. Is that what they will say? That we Christians have borrowed from their religion. That is why many, many people don't stay in Christianity. The moment we make mention of virgin birth. So the question is, how did they know? That, that is how our Jesus will be born. I will show you, but relax. As if that was all, another personality was also born. A sun god was born in India, and the name of this sun god is Krishna. In fact, as for Krishna, he came long time before Judah, before Buddha. Sorry. Krishna. And the name Krishna means dark or black. <laughs> oh my God. Krishna was born 900 BC on the 25th of December. Almost all the sun gods. Let me start making mention of them. I can't go deep into that. We have Hermes. How many of us have heard of Hermes? Hermes. Now, let's read something from the book of Acts. Chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Verse 35. Now, before we go to Acts chapter 19, verse 35, let's check something from Acts chapter 14, verse 11. Acts chapter 14, verse 11. Now, this was a moment when Paul and Barnabas went to a place called Lystra. Now, when they were there, Paul was preaching and a young man fell from the story building. He fell. And the moment he got to the ground, he hit the floor. Bah! The guy died. And when Paul heard that, he, went, he descended and when he got to the guy, he said to the guy, in verse 10, he said in loud voice, stand up straight on your feet then the man jumped up and began to walk yay and the moment the people of lystra saw what 
Paul and Barnabas had done. In verse 11, there is what the Bible said. Now, when the people saw what Paul had done, they raised their voices saying in the Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in likeness of men. Then verse 12, if you read from the ISV, the Bible said they began to call Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the main speaker. If you read from the ISV, and, and Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes. Now, if you check the word Zeus, Zeus actually speaks of a god that is from Jupiter. And we have all watched movies, Zeus, and all those kind of things. We just thought that oh, they were just... Now, Zeus married Hermes and they gave birth. Zeus married a woman by name Maya and they gave birth to Hermes. These are Greek gods. And Hermes was born on the 25th of December, a sun god. We have another sun god by name Horus. They are plenty. Now, they were all born. On, there is something common about all sun gods. They were all born on the 25th of December. The greatest among them all is called Mithra. So, people of God, we first got to understand that Jesus was not born on the 25th of December and we did a calculation according to the scripture. Now, I'm trying to show you if Jesus was not born on the 25th of December, who was born there that we are always celebrating that day. So, anytime you think you are celebrating somebody called Christ on 25th of December, you have actually missed it. You are celebrating a son God. Mm. Now, let me take you back to Yule because Christmas is also known as Yule when you go to Germany. Yule. And now, they call something a Yule log. How many of us have heard of that before? Yule log. Especially those of you in the US. During the period I'm going to take you there. You relax. 
I'm going to show you how all this pagan worship entered into the church. Now listen. During the period of Yule, what happens is that most of these people that were celebrating the god of the sun known as Mithras, what they used to do is that they have chimneys in their house. How many of us know chimneys? Oh, how many of us know those of you in um Bibieni um Sapeman and all those places you don't know what we are talking about? <laughs> <laughs> all right so what happens is that you can somebody do something for me you can go to google right now and type father of you go to google right now type father of you and let me know some of the information you gather. Not plenty, but we just, just try to get the one that is the father of you. Because we know that you is actually a celebration of the Son God. I'm waiting. May the Lord help all of us in the name of Jesus. Okay. Someone said, to some, you is still considered a holy period like other winter solstice holidays it celebrates the promise of light again triumphing over darkness and the rebirth of the sun god during you all the gods are honored especially odin who is also referred to as jofau yule father love this one so he's called the father of yule and we know that Yule actually is the celebration of the sun god that we call Christmas. So during Christmas time, we, we call Christmas season Yuletide, which means Yule actually is Christmas. So if there is a father of Yule, then this one will be called the Father Christmas. And who is the Father Christmas? The, according to the research, we were told that the honor gods, especially Odin, Odin. The question is, who is Odin? Now, let me break things down for you to now get who Odin is. <laughs> hey. Now, all 
the days. Do you know that God never named any day in the Bible? God never named any day. If you read throughout scripture, all that you find God doing is that on the 17th day, on the 21st day, on the second day, it was only months that God named. So where from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, who named those days? It was not God. That is why God will say, and on the seventh day, it's a Sabbath. Why didn't he say on Saturday, on Sunday? But he said on the seventh day. According to God, days were supposed to be numbered, not named. So these kingdoms actually based on the gods they were serving they named days according to their gods so sunday is actually the day of the sun god monday is actually the day of the moon god it's just moon day tuesday is also the name of a god Called Tiu, T-I-U. And it's actually the god of war in Greek, among the Greek gods. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday was called Woodin's Day. And Woodin's Day is actually the day of the god Odin. Odin. Now, according to the Greek encyclopedia the god odin was the chief of all the gods that they worshipped in greek he was the chief of all of them and he had more than 100 names and one of his names is Odin. so they named him after the the day of the week which we call wednesday it is actually Odin's day he's the father of all the gods And when you look at Odin's picture, he's like an old man with a long white beard. <laughs> Those of you who checked Odin, you can check Odin and look at his picture. An old man with a long white beard. Then Thursday is actually called Thursday. T H O R was also a god. Then Friday is a goddess known as Freya. F R I A. And she was actually the goddess of procreation, of fertility. So when you go, when you study a lot about the Greek gods, Woden, who is also known as Odin, the god of Thursday, actually married Freya, the goddess of Friday, and they gave birth to Thor, the god of Thursday.
Then they named the other day after a planet called Saturn. And that is Saturday. Now, when you check the Greek celebration of Yule, the Roman Empire also picked that. And they called it the Saturnalia. So Saturnalia actually is exactly as Yule, which is Christmas. And there is nothing about Jesus Christ in the thing. So what happened? Why did they bring this into the church? It all started in the Roman Empire. Let me break things down for you. There have been a lot of kingdoms in the book of Daniel chapter 2. The word of God told us when Daniel and the Israelites were all in captivity in Babylon where King Nebuchadnezzar was ruling the word of God said that Nebuchadnezzar the king had a dream and in the dream he saw a giant statue the head of that statue was made with gold the chest and the stomach area was made with silver the thighs were made with brass then the leg and the feet the leg the leg actually were made of iron and the two feet were made of iron mixed with clay. The Bible said this thing that Nebuchadnezzar saw, he got troubled in his mind. When he woke up, he did not understand. So he called all the magicians and the sorcerers in his kingdom and said, I want you all to decode the dream that I saw and now tell me the meaning. And the people said, King, if you tell us the dream, we will help you with the interpretation. And the king said, if you can't tell me the dream and interpret to me, I will kill you. They couldn't. So the king ordered that all those people should be annihilated. And the Bible said, they called forth Daniel. And Daniel said, ah, it's interpretation not of the Lord. Give me time. Let me go to my God. The word of God said, Daniel went to God in prayer. And God revealed the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had and showed him the meaning. When Daniel came, Daniel said to the king, oh king, long live the dream that you had was this you saw a statue the head of the statue was made with gold the chest and the stomach were made with silver the thighs were made with brass the leg were made with iron and the feet were made with partly iron partly clay the king said yes that is right what does it mean and he said "O king thou art the head of gold this is the kingdom of babylon but after you, another kingdom that is inferior, that means another kingdom that is not stronger like you, will come. And that kingdom is the one that is around the chest and the bell area, which was made with silver. So the moment the Babylonian kingdom moved, a kingdom came to overthrow the Babylonian kingdom. And that kingdom is called the Medopersian kingdom. Medopersia. Now, the Medo-Persian kingdom also ruled. Understand that any of these kingdoms, do you remember that Nebuchadnezzar actually built a statue that people should bow? Do you remember that these four Hebrew boys, the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, decided they would not bow? 
good. It was a normal thing in all the kingdoms. The emperor would build a statue of himself. And if you don't bow down, you will be in trouble. And all those kingdoms had gods that they worshipped. So a kingdom called the Medo-Persian kingdom came to overtake the Babylonian kingdom. And once they ruled, having their gods, another kingdom also came. This was the kingdom that was from the Thai area made with brass. They also came to overthrow the Medo-Persian kingdom. And that kingdom was the Greeks, the Grecian kingdom, the Greeks, the Greeks. They were so strong. But once they ruled and ruled, they had plenty gods. Some of them, when they come and they, are, they have over... So when the Greeks come to overcome the Medo-Persians, they look at the gods they are worshipping and that time they can take those gods to, to, and add it to their gods and give that god a different name. So there are many idol worshipping that were adopted from kingdom to kingdoms. So the Grecian Empire was also there. They ruled. Then the Roman Empire came to overthrow the, the Greeks. Somebody said, did these Greek gods truly have ability? No God, no God was without an ability. I'm telling you. If you have not seen some, let, let them show you some. <laughs> You see, many of us believe something which is very wrong. Especially Christians. We say things like, Oh, there's nothing in it. Go and touch something. Oh, I'm telling you the truth. Though. These things, they are there. If you don't know anything, don't talk about it. Have you been to the realm of the spirit before? Do you know the realm of darkness? Do you know what they do there? You think there's nothing evil going on? Be there. So who killed that your auntie that was not supposed to die? Things are going on. Believers don't want to know. They just don't want to study. And I'm going to take time to let you know why as believers we need to be serious. Because the year 2022 that we have not yet entered, oh, these guys have already planned. And you are there waiting till 31st of December to go and pray. You are waiting till 31st of December to pray and make plans for 2022. You are a joke. I'm telling you. You relax. By the time we are done with this whole series, all your questions will dissolve. <laughs> you will know that you are supposed to be serious. So when the Roman Empire came, now understand, the Roman Empire is the empire that was made with iron. And understand, there is no metal that iron cannot break. Do you know that? So, the Roman Empire could not be overcome by any other empire. They were so strong. So they kept increasing and they extended their tentacles to Israel. 
So they began to rule over the whole world. And they captured Israel. They began to rule over them. When they went to Israel to rule over them, they saw that the Israelites were worshipping their God. They tried to let the Israelites worship the gods of the Romans. But the Israelites did not do it. So they began to kill some of them, do a lot of negative things to them. But still, the Israelites were holding on to their faith. Then one of the emperors of the Romans by name Constantine, he said, these Israelites are strong. We need to fight them and destroy them. And how many of us remember yesterday when I was talking about the coming of the Lord, the destruction of the temple yesterday? I told you, God actually picked the Romans that were strong to destroy the temple. So if you like, go and check what happened in Jerusalem in AD 70. They will tell you. AD 70. 40 years after the death of Jesus Christ. After the resurrection and the ascension of the Lord Jesus. Hmm. So the, the Roman Empire became so strong, no other empire was able to control them. And they grew to a point where they divided themselves into ten provinces. And the ten provinces actually give us the feet that was made partly with clay, partly with iron. And when you look at your feet, you have ten toes. They are the symbol of the ten provinces of the Roman Empire. And these provinces actually grew to become nations. And these are the nations that the Roman Empire grew to become in their provinces. The first one is England. The second one, France. The third one, Spain. There was another country called Wales. Wales. We have Portugal. Belgium. Switzerland, Austria, Italy, and Hungary. Hungary, Hungary. So the headquarters of the Roman Empire was in a place called Rome in Italy. That is where the Vatican City is. I don't have time to go into all those things. I'm trying to let you know that when the Roman, em the Roman Empire came, they adopted a lot of things. They understood that a certain Jesus had appeared to the Israelites and he says that he is the God of the universe. Therefore, let us worship him. So they, they tried to accept the God. That is what they did. The Emperor Constantine said one time he was in his room. Immediately he woke up from bed and he saw the sign of a cross on his ceiling. And the moment he saw the sign, he heard because at that moment he was fighting with the, the one that the, the Emperor that was sitting on the throne. It is like an opposition and the one that is the incumbent president so constantine was an op 
he was actually in the opposition dimension. But when he saw the cross, he heard a voice that this will give you strength to conquer. And indeed, he conquered. And when he saw that the Israelites were always talking about the death of their Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, he thought, ah, then it is the God of the Israelites that helped me to win. Because of that, let all the gods in Roman, or let all the pagan worship in the Roman Empire be brought into Christianity. Look at that. It was through that that the Roman Catholic Church manifested. And the word Catholic means universal. It means in that church, everything is one. Let us bring everything. Let us unite all gods. Let us bring forth all. Hey, even if you are worshipping this, bring that God. Ilakatakatayakatas. <laughs> And maybe one of these days, I'll talk about Catholics. And let me tell you, when you go deep into Catholicism, you will know that people are practicing raw occultism. You can see it. I'm telling you, raw occultism. In fact, a lot of things, you know, sprouted out of Catholic. It got to a point where the Catholics sat down and they saw sex to be an evil thing. It was out of that that they had fathers who would never sleep with women because they saw that sex was evil. So any Roman father has decided that he, he, he would never. And it was that moment where Sodomy and homosexuality came forth. So let me tell you the gospel truth. Some of them don't want us to say it, but me, I will say it, no matter the matter. Don't you know that about 70% of all the orphanage homes are owned by Catholics? Do you know that? About 70%. It is easy for them to say, oh, we have taken it. You know what they do? The fathers will go and sleep with the guys at the orphanage homes and spread homosexuality. So most of these young guys in Catholic orphanage homes have been defiled. Some of them, when they are able to get out, they get angry and they begin to do evil. Not all of them. Some fathers are good. But uh, I don't want to go further. Me, I'm in my house. You can't come and beat me. The truth is what I'm telling you. People of God, I want us to know. Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. If you are celebrating Christmas. In fact, what is the word mass? The word mass, what does it mean? It is the way that these catholic people do their services i'm telling you
May the Lord help us. And let me tell you one thing. There's always a similarity between there's a serious similarity between、um, Catholics and Muslims. The moment there's one thing about them, once you say you, you will never go to the Catholic Church again, your family will even go to the extent of disowning you. It is the same as Islam. I'll talk about it. I'll talk about the papacy and the Pope and all those kind of things. But this evening, I just came here to let you know that if you are celebrating anything on the 25th of December, it is not our Christ. You are celebrating the Son God. And let me show you something. They pushed the birth of Jesus to the 25th of December, classifying Jesus as a Son God. That is why when you see most of the pictures of Jesus, you see this round thing around his head. Have you seen that before? There is this round thing around the head. It is the sign of the sun. All the sun gods, that is how their pictures look like. They are trying to tell you that your Jesus is a sun god. What, are you, what kind of insult? Yes, it is a halo. They added, they, they, that is on the time they will add Mary to it. Mary! Now listen. The father of Yule, which is Christmas, so Father Christmas is called Odin. And Odin is the god, the chief of all the Greek gods. The chief. The chief of all the Greek gods, Odin. And he's a. An old man with white beard. And according to the Yule celebration, there are moments where Odin will be riding in a chariot. And that chariot has eight legged kind of goats that are holding on to it. And what Odin does is that Odin will enter into the chimney in every house. With gifts for children that behaved well in that, in that house. Now, in the very dark world, in the kingdom of darkness, Odin is also called Molech. Molech. And Molech is a wicked god. What Molech does is that Molech eats children. Children. So, the food of Molech, they sacrifice children to Molech. When you even read the book of Leviticus, chapter 18, verse 21, let's look at what the word of God said. Leviticus, chapter 18, verse 21. Listen to what the word of God said. Somebody should post it here. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 21. The Bible says, Do not give any of your children to be sacrificed to Molech, for you must not profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. So you see, you will see 
Molech in the dark. His name is Molech in the dark world. But he has beautiful names, plenty names, because he's the chief of all these gods. He's called Woden, he's called Odin, plenty names. He will come as a father trying to give gifts to children. So all the time you see children around him. These children that you see around him, his agenda is that these children will be sacrificed unto him. Why does he come through the chimney, the place where there is fire? That is where they sacrifice children unto him. People of God, there is nothing Christmas about our Christ Jesus. Nothing. Nothing. Many of you watch these movies for fun. I'm telling you that these things are real. They are there. They are gods. They are there. Listen to me, people of God. If you want to walk with the Lord, somebody is a man of God, but um, after all, when we celebrate Christmas, you know, it is nothing. It is something. You know? It is something. Let me show you how all these things started in Israel. In the book of 1 Kings, chapter 11. First Kings chapter 11. May the Lord help us. Verse 33 downwards. First Kings chapter 11 verse 33. Now, God made David a king. David served the Lord well. David gave birth to a son by name Isaac, by name Solomon, sorry. And Solomon also became king. Now, God had already promised David that he would never take the throne from him and his descendants. So even our Lord Jesus Christ, the throne that he's sitting, he's actually sitting on is the throne of David. But Solomon did evil in the sight of God. And when Solomon was about to die, the word of God said, now let's read from verse 33, sorry, verse 33 downwards. Good. He said, I'll do this because they have forsaken me and worshipped Ashtaroth. Maybe one of these days we'll talk about Ashtaroth. The goddess of Sodonians. Chemosh, the god of Moabites. And Molech, the god of the Ammonites. And have not walked in my ways, nor done what is right in my eyes, nor kept my statutes and laws as David, Solomon's father, did. But I will not take the whole kingdom out of Solomon's hand. Did you, did you hear that? 
God had already promised David that the kingdom will, will, will forever be in his lineage. Even though Solomon did evil, God said to him, I will not take the whole kingdom from you. I have made him ruler all of the days of his life for the sake of David, my servant, whom I chose. So you see, God said to Solomon, even though you have done evil in my sight, I'm not going to take the whole kingdom from you. So during the, the period where Solomon was about to die, the whole Israel divided into two. In the year 722 BC, Israel was divided into two. And the division of Israel into two, two, we had the Judah, the, the tribe of Judah and the tribe of the Levites became one, one, one section and the other ten tribes also became the other section. So the whole Israel was divided into two kingdoms. The southern kingdom and the northern kingdom. The northern kingdom was actually made up of ten tribes. Then the southern kingdom was made up of only two tribes, Judah and Levi. And we all know that the Levites were those that God had taken as their priests. And Judah was actually the one that God, from his perspective, looked through and saw that Jesus would come out of. Now, then Solomon's son, who was by name Rehoboam, God made him the king over Judah and the Levites. And another king by name Jeroboam ruled over the other ten tribes. Now let's listen to what happened. In the same book, let's read from 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 25 downwards. 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 25 downwards. I'll read very fast from the ISV so that we all can get it. So follow. So right now, Israel has been divided into two, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom is made up of ten tribes ruled by Jeroboam. The southern kingdom is made up of two tribes, Judah and Levite, ruled by Rehoboam. Now, the word of God said, Later on, Jeroboam fortified Seshem in the hill country of Ephraim and lived there. He also expanded from there and built Penuel. Verse 26, Jeroboam was thinking to himself, the kingdom is about to return to David's control. You see, whilst Jeroboam was ruling over the ten tribes, he was still afraid because he knew that the promise was for David and his people. Then he said, no, right now, if I don't take care, all the ten, ten tribes I am ruling over, because every year they have to go to Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is at the southern part where Judah and Levites were. So if all the ten tribes are going there every year to sacrifice unto the Lord, if I don't take care, Rehoboam, who is the king over the other two tribes, will win all my people to himself. So then I have to do something. So the Bible said in verse 26, Jeroboam was thinking to himself, the kingdom is about to return to David's control. If these people keep going up to Jerusalem to offer sacrifices to the Lord there, their hearts... The hearts of these people will return to their Lord. 
king Rehoboam of Judah. Then they will kill me and return Rehoboam king of Judah. The Bible said. So the king sought some advice and then built two golden calves and announced it's too difficult for you to travel to Jerusalem. So the king built two golden calves and told the other ten tribes that it is difficult for you to keep going to Jerusalem. So here are your gods, Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Hey! He set one of them in Bethel and placed the other one in Dan. Verse 30. Doing this was sinful because the people traveled as far as Dan to appear before one of their idols. Verse 31. Jeroboam built temples on the high places and appointed his own priests from the fringe elements. <laughs> Can you see what is going on here? God said the priest must be from Levi because Levi was not among the ten tribes. Now, Jeroboam has built his own God and he is choosing his own priests. The Bible said this thing he did was sinful. The Bible said, Jeroboam built temples on the high places and appointed his own priests from the fringe element of the people who were not descendants of Levi. Verse 32, Jeroboam invented a festival. He invented, he invented a festival for the 15th day of the 8th month, similar to the festival that takes place in Judah. He approached the altar that he had set up in Bethel and sacrificed to the calves that he had made, having stationed in Bethel the priests that he had appointed. Then on the 15th day of the 8th month, listen to all these things. So the man appointed a day and said, this day we are all going to sacrifice to these calves. So Christmas is actually a season that is, the enemy is trying to shift the focus of Christians. It started long ago in Israel. So anytime you see that God is again, God is angry at Israel, it means they have brought in other gods. No wonder the first commandment God gave to the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 20, he said, Do not worship any other God. Do not worship any other God apart from me. And he said something too. He said, you are not to make for yourself an idol. The King James Version says, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. People of God, what do we see now? You see pictures and they call it Jesus. No, I am in some out to show everyone a bosom. Hey, may the Lord help us. 
It is not only Jesus. I don't want to go into dimensions, but just put this at the back of your mind. Jesus even did not tell us to celebrate his birth. You are not wiser than Mary and Joseph. They never celebrated Jesus when he was five years old. Ah, today is your birthday. Never! The only thing he said was used in remembrance of him is the Holy Communion. But even that one class, some churches are saying that we should not take. You are in a church, you don't take communion. But you are celebrating Christmas. What kind of church are you in? Is it the church of our Lord Jesus Christ? Are you sure? May the Lord help us and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I believe you have all had little understanding. God bless you, my son, Dakar Prince. God bless you. God bless you. We thank God. So please, make sure you learn these things. And when people tell you that, why don't you celebrate Christmas? Don't talk to the person. Leave the person alone. Because some of these things, you have to sit the person down. Some people just don't want to listen to any knowledge. Leave them alone. Don't, don't. May the Lord help us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Alright, please don't forget that God willing, tomorrow we are in a fasting period. We are going to pray during lunch prayer fire. We are going to handle something very, very prophetic. So please don't miss it. Yes, I'm going to upload the message right after here so that um, if you missed anything in it, you can download and just um, follow. You can share it to all your friends and loved ones. Let them learn. In fact, today was just introduction to the reason why Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. And maybe in another moment, I'm going to take time to, you know, expatiate, decipher, decrypt all the hidden dimensions. Oh, we're just fasting only tomorrow. Only tomorrow. So please. Yeah. God bless you. And also, yes, share it to your church groups. Let them, let them learn. You hmm, deliberately, mistakenly send it to your pastor. I don't know if that is a proper English. <laughs> Shada, Shada, send them out. <laughs> because as I'm talking to you right now, some churches they have they have decorated the whole place with Christmas trees. So where did we get all these things from? Some of you, when you go to your churches, ah, Christmas trees everywhere. I wish I could have more time. You see, I was supposed to teach on the 12 days. Do you know that Christmas actually is celebrated for 12 days? The 12 days of Christmas. And there's a song on the first day of Christmas. My true love gave to me a partridge in a tree on the second day. I'll get time and teach all those things. What is a partridge? 
What about the pear tree? Who go into the last day of Christmas? They will know what these people are actually celebrating. And when we, when we get to the Easter dimension to next year, next last um, during the Easter um, season, you know, as they call it, I I shared some few things about Easter and a whole lot. But this time I will, I will take time to decipher a lot. Where, where I made mention of Easter Benny. How many of us remember? Good. So please keep sharing. Invite all your friends. Listen to me. Don't, don't be posting Merry Christmas and anything on your status. You are celebrating something else. You are celebrating something else. That is why I said if you want to give me a gift... You can send it to me. My number is 0240-312551. But if you say it is an Xmas gift or in fact, why do they call it Xmas? The word X, what does it mean? Eh? The word X, what does it mean? <laughs> Xmas. I don't want to I don't want to go far home. By the time I'm done, I think we will collapse the whole Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> Someone said I've lost taste for Christmas. Hey, yeah, the taste there must disappear. So please, if you have any Hen, you have to have any cock, any chicken to kill. <laughs> you bring it to me. Yeah, I will do some spiritual sacrifice. <laughs> God punish the devil. Constantine's dream was actually fueled by a different spirit. And that's where he uses the sign of the cross, but not the cross that Jesus Christ was hanged on. Because the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ was not the one we see. It is not a plus thing like that. That is the sign of Tammuz. So many people are worshipping Tammuz and they call it the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. The name is Belsti. God bless you. All right, Jerry. Sure, I'm going to pray for you, okay? God bless you. So if you have Christmas dress, and wear it this evening and sleep with it. <laughs> Anything you think it is Christ in Christmas season, it is not him. It is not him. So if Takradi people are wearing dress to dance around and they are calling their celebrating Christ, it's a lie. I think I have, I would have thought on a lot of things. Do you know when you enter the Catholic Church, when the priest is coming, they have they call some people mass service 
they'll be holding a particular um incense there's something they put in it that will be giving out smoke in key we call it a share a share I need to take much time to explain what Eshe is to all of us. And the, there's a certain tree called Holy. Holy. H-O-L-L-Y. You can go and search for it. They put it in water. And when they put it in water, they put it in the water for the next day. So when they put it in water, they wait for the next day, then they remove the holy leaves from the water. Then they now call the water holy water. And we, we said it uh, and remove one L. And we are now calling it holy water. They sprinkle that water on people. You can go and search for it. You go and type holy water. The, the meaning will come. <laughs> it was out of it with their call, oh holy water, holy water, holy water. You don't know what these people are doing. And these are requirements of the God Odin. Said if you want to celebrate my birth, then do this, do this, do this. That is what also Mithras told them. The thing is, if you don't study and if you don't have time to go through history. Christianity did not come in your time. I'm telling you. So there are many things, if you don't question, you will be worshipping a different God and you think it is Christ. I'm telling you the truth. Question is steady. Yesterday when we were talking about the coming of the Lord, many of us, we, we, we opened our mouth because we were reading the thing right from Scripture. We couldn't doubt it. And God willing, tomorrow I'm going to continue the coming of the Lord. We will know so according to what we studied yesterday, we know that Jesus has come and he will come again. Jesus has already come. Mm. He will come again. And this coming that he will come, it is not as they have told us. Hebrews 9.28 says that he will appear the second time for those that are eagerly waiting for them and he will bring salvation to them. And we got to know that that salvation is the salvation of our bodies. Where we are going to receive our glorious bodies. That is the reason why Jesus will be coming again. He's not coming to deal with sin again. So if somebody is, is still a sinner during that period, and for Jesus, huh? his coming is for us who are eagerly waiting for him. So he's not coming like our nothing. Nonsense things. It's nowhere found in the Bible. And God willing, tomorrow in the evening, I'm going to take my time and teach deeper on the coming of the Lord very well. Then we switch it into the book of Revelation. Then we will know. So if Jesus is coming for us, what will happen to those unbelievers? That is what we are going to take time to study, God willing, tomorrow. So that we will, we will get full understanding. That is when we will know the war of Armageddon. We are going to know about hell. We are going to know about all those things, God willing, tomorrow. Get ready. The Lord is going to be a great blessing to you. God bless you. If you want to support the work of God, the number is 0240312551. Keep supporting God's work. The Lord is going to be a great blessing to your life. But don't, don't forget that God will end next week, Tuesday, on the 28th 
of December is actually going to be our last mega one word from the Lord, even for the year 2021. You can afford to miss this one. The Lord God Almighty has a word that will catapult you with great speed into the year 2022, and you will receive all that God has purpose for you. God bless you and keep all of you strong. We are going to meet this night at exactly 12 a.m. for priesthood time. So please don't forget to join us. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. God is here. Era manushe liku ravarishu.